and welcome back to the On The Page podcast. Today, it's Julia and Natalie back again, but today we have a special guest. Today we have PRISM volunteer Mia Tognoli with us. We're super excited to have her here. Today we wanted to talk to you guys about some black female poets, sort of end off Black History Month. We're super excited. Yeah, it's going to be a good podcast. And hi, Mia. It's so good to see you or like have you on here, I guess. I wish I could see your face, but... Good to hear your voice. <laughs> Hi, Natalie and Julia. Thank you so much for the introduction. Um, I'm really excited to be here today. So I guess like when you guys are ready, let's get started. Of course. Yeah. We're super excited to have you. All right. So, but first we wanted to do a couple updates for Prism specifically. So first we have a fun thing to look out for on our Instagram coming soon. Don't want to say too much. So we'll just leave it at that. But We yeah. are purposefully leaving it vague. <laughs> you have to follow us on <laughs> at OSU Prism if you're like, what the heck are they talking about? We're so very vague and broad but it yes. is exciting yeah february's book club has ended but we'll be announcing the new story for march soon thank you for those that tuned in to our discussion it was really great and we can't wait to see what we talk about next month so stay tuned again you can find more updates on at osu prism to see when we announce it which will be real soon so yeah let's get started with um our main topic today yeah, I kind of wanted to highlight some really cool black female poets. There are so many incredible ones. It was really hard to pick. But the poet that I wanted to talk about today was is Gwendolyn Brooks. She is such a phenomenal poet, like all of these amazing women are that you'll be hearing today. Uh, it just But for a little bit of background, in case you don't know a little bit about Brooks, she really paved the way for so many black poets, which is why I wanted to talk about her. She was the first black author to win a Pulitzer Prize, which she won for her poetry collection called Annie Allen in 1950. And in 1968, she was named the Poet Laureate for the state of Illinois. And in 1976, she became the first black woman inducted into the American Academy of Arts, which is super cool um, and also crazy that it took until 1976 for that to happen. Um, it's all very nuanced, of course, because it's really neat that she was a first in a lot of these things, but it also is unfortunate that it took so long for, you know, there are so many amazing black writers out there. Um, but I am glad that she was able to help pave the way. And one of the other big things that she did was she was the first black consultant in poetry to the Library of Congress, which that position is now known as the Poet Laureate of the United States. I'm not sure when that name change occurred. I just know that back when she held the title from 1985 to 1986, it was still under like that Library of Congress thing. So, Mm -hmm. but still super cool, really neat. And she just like, it was really cool to learn a little bit more about her backstory, like I knew of her accomplishments when she, you know, was a more renowned poet, I guess. But Mm -hmm. hearing a little bit about her background, she kind of knew from an early age that she wanted to be a poet. And her mom really helped her get her poetry out there. She had a lot of her poems in the Chicago Defender, where she, she grew up in Chicago. And she was also just a really kind soul. Like I was hearing these stories of her and she would give money she earned from like poetry prizes and she would help fund like other aspiring poets to help encourage them and to make sure that they felt empowered to continue writing 
writing poetry. And so I just think that that is totally incredible and an amazing of her to do. We are going to post some links in the descriptions where you can learn a little bit more about her. I highly recommend just Googling her name, researching a little bit more because <laughs> she has so many cool accomplishments and amazing collections of poetry to check out, like over 20 books of poetry. Oh so, so much to read. That's oh, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I will be adding some links in the description to where you can find even more Black poets that we don't get to today. And yeah. Yeah. So Mia, who, who did you want to talk about today? So today I wanted to talk about Maya Angelou. Um, I have been like a fan of her writing for a long time, but I think what a lot of people don't know is that she was actually a very accomplished woman in a ton of different fields. Not only yeah. was she an acclaimed poet, but she was also an activist, storyteller, and essayist. She wrote her own autobiographies. She wrote six of them. And then she also had a career as a singer, dancer, composer, and actress in New York. And she also served as Hollywood's first female black director. So she was very well-traveled and very well-accomplished. And I think a lot of people don't know that when they first hear her name, because a lot of us, I think, have read some of her more famous works in high school without learning a lot about her backstory. Yeah, um, so true. <laughs> something that I think is really cool is her work alongside Dr. Martin Luther King and also Malcolm X. She cared a lot about the civil rights movement and it was a source of, I guess it was a very good source of inspiration for her writing. It was something she felt very strongly about and it was very, like in her work, it's well recognized for depictions, her depictions of black beauty as well as the strength of women and then black anguish and the perseverance of the human spirit. And a lot of her work was very heavily inspired, including her autobiographies. By the time she spent serving as an activist during the civil rights movement, it was something that was very near and dear to her heart. And I think that's something that I really admire her for personally. Yeah. I think some of her most famous works and ones that I personally enjoy, like her poems, include Phenomenal Woman, Still I Rise, Woman Work, Cage Bird, and Life Doesn't Frighten Me. And a lot of these poems have to do with the perseverance of the human spirit, like the enjoyment of everyday life, as well as her own like unbreakable spirit and her experience as a Black woman. One of my personal favorite poems of hers is Phenomenal Woman. And mm -hmm. I like it because it's like a very empowering poem. Her wordplay, her descriptions of herself and her beauty and what makes her unique is something that just, I think, could resonate with a lot of people. And the wordplay in Rhyme Stream is really fun. It's something that I personally really like. Some of her other writing that's well-recognized includes one of her six autobiographies, which she actually wrote later in her life after she had written about her later life. But this was called I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings and was published in 1969. And it discusses her early years up to the birth of her son and... It's a book full of like beauty. There's also pain and suffering, but the writing is very raw. It's very emotional and it's very personal. And she was actually awarded numerous prizes for this book, which I think is really cool. And then she's also well known for her inaugural poem on the Pulse of Mourning, which was written for and read at Bill Clinton's inauguration in the 1990s. Um, Bill Clinton later awarded her with, I'm trying to think of the award name. I actually didn't write it down. I'm so sorry about that. But um, yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She. This poem is really well recognized. I like. It's a good poem. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. She was an amazing um, writer. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Poetist. That's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I can move on to um, the poet that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, because Julia, there's like a connection with the poet you're gonna talk about with Maya Angelou. 
Yes. So the one that I'm going to talk about is Amanda Gorman. She's perhaps one of the most prominent poets in recent times because she was able to perform one of her poems at the presidential inauguration in January, and she was actually the youngest inaugural poet in history. And yeah, she was able to perform at just 22 years old. I think she is going to turn 23 in March. So she's only like two and a half years older than me. Yeah, which it's is crazy. Wild <laughs> with how much she's accomplished so far. She was born and raised in Los Angeles and she and she graduated from Harvard University where she studied sociology. And she's written for the New York Times and has three books that are coming soon. I am not sure what year they're coming out. I think at least one of them is coming out this year, but I'm not I positive. think she has, I know she has ones that are coming out soon. Doesn't she have, I think she has at least one book yeah. that's already out there. Um, Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. Not positive on like dates on those ones, but I know she's at least writing three books or has at least written like. I think she's written them, they're just kind of in the publishing stages. And yeah, she began writing when she was only like a few years old. She has been writing basically all her life and her expertise in writing has won her many awards and along with allowing her to be able to perform at the inauguration, which we all know the one that she performed at the inauguration was called The Hill We Climb, but some other not as well-known poems that she's written are Earthrise, Making Mountains As We Run, and Talking Gets Us There. And she's just, I think it's a fair assumption to say she's a goddess in all respects, <laughs> um, as far as her poetry writing abilities and just her activism and everything that she has accomplished so far at only 22 years of age. And yeah. That's what I have for Amanda Gorman. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad, Julie, that you talked about like a recent poet, you know, because mm -hmm. there are so many amazing and stellar poets, yes. uh, <laughs> one, you know, who are still alive today and, and have been writing for a really long time and, and other ones who who have passed away, um, like Gwendolyn Brooks, she she passed away in 2000, you know, and, and it's amazing like to look up to these amazing poets, these amazing women, but it's also really great to also recognize the people who are coming into this world and bringing their amazing voices yeah. and talents to share it with everyone. And still creating so we can support yeah. them now as opposed to just kind of like supporting kind of like waiting a super long time to support them, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like recognizing too that there are, um, and this is just like the hole that we get in literature in general. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, in high school, you, you tend to look at the same kind of authors yeah. and poets throughout. And so I think it's kind of on us to explore what other poets are out there, whether, you know, one's from... Uh, history that people haven't talked about or ones currently that people you know aren't talking about because it's not talked about in the classroom setting right mm -hmm. and so it's being mm -hmm. able like I really enjoyed this podcast and kind of researching and like doing more because like oh, uh, yeah. we are going to put like some descriptions or some links in the descriptions that has like you know a good list of like here's 21 like uh black female poets mm -hmm. um you know and they had other present day <laughs> poets this was from 2020 to, to go out and explore i'm like heck yes i'm gonna <laughs> check out their poetry books oh, um yes, definitely yeah i think it's incredibly important to take the time to research and find those poets that not everyone is talking about especially because not a lot of them are talked about in school or they're not talked about enough so yeah it's it's definitely been super fun researching for this yeah yeah, and just like sharing out their work, if you can't 
buy a poetry book or see if the local library has it or you know I think that's kind of the issue with I don't know literature stuff in general is if people aren't talking about it in like specific communities then it's it's sometimes hard to hear about people yeah so if you find a poet that you really like share it with your friend <laughs> share it on Instagram you know share out their work and get like their name heard so that way they're they're reaching you know other communities as well yeah because yeah, there's so many great poets and they're talked about. We just <laughs> don't always hear about them, which yeah. stinks. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, anything else that people would like to share? I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to read more poetry, check out like Poetry Foundation or Poets.org because they have free poems on there that you can listen to, read. Yeah, so definitely check those out as you're getting engaged with poetry. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, make sure to leave us a rating and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Share us with a friend. Yeah, help us get the word out. Um, also, perhaps you don't know about our blog. It's called the Back Matter Blog, and we post a lot of different content on there plenty to keep yourself entertained with um, while you're staying safe and warm indoors um, and make sure to check us out on all the social media things we got some cool announcements coming up some fun things headed your way at osu prism so hope you all have a great day thank you so much mia for joining us yes, for this so and being a prism <laughs> volunteer we really appreciate you taking this extra time to chill with us here yeah thank you so much for having me today of course yeah all right. Have a great day, everyone.